Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Wiggins will set up at the top of the key. Curry's in the paint, right in the restricted area. Thompson in the far side, exchange with Pools. Curry, the catch, turns, shoots the three, misses, rebound Morris, ball game over. The Denver Nuggets have avoided the sweep, and there will be a game five Wednesday night at Chase Center. Yeah, Tim Roy on the call there as the Warriors lose 126 to 121 in game four to the Nuggets. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason for an extended Warriors wrap up as I come to you from Denver inside Ball Arena and Whitey Gleason in our San Francisco studios. Whitey, a lot to discuss in this one. Uh, tactical decisions down the stretch. You got Draymond fouling out of this one and, and the Warriors, uh, their worst defensive game of the series by far. Jordan Poole cooled off and uh, there just there wasn't enough force uh, that the Warriors played with, I thought, to, for a good chunk of, of the first half, which allowed them to be in a more vulnerable position. And you add that to the fact that the Nuggets, for the first time in this series, out hit the Warriors from three, a cold shooting game from three, uh, for the dubs, and uh, they wind up coming up just short. Yeah, J.D., great to be with you. Uh, quite a game. As you can imagine, the caller's already lining up here. And I think I'd start where you kind of let off there. Obviously, the Warriors have been playing so well that it's natural for us when they come up short, when we all were kind of assuming they were probably going to sweep, it's natural to wonder, what did the Warriors do wrong? And they, they missed a lot of free throws, turned the ball over, uh, committed a lot of fouls early. But I really think we have to start with – the things Denver did well. They defended well, especially in the first half. Uh, the Aaron Gordon adjustment on pool had a real impact. As you said, Denver shot the ball the way we said they were going to have to shoot the ball in this series to have a chance, and they finally knocked down threes. And then also they executed in the final minute. They really executed flawlessly uh, with uh, Rivers breaking up the lob intended for Wiggins. And then the way they ran the play with uh, with Monte Morris going to Jokic, you found Barton in the corner, and he drills that three. That was excellent execution. Michael Malone had a really good coaching game. So, yeah, there's a lot we can dissect uh, as far as what the Warriors did and what they did wrong, and Steve Kerr talked a lot about that. But I would start with just saying, you know what, tip of the cap to the Nuggets, backs against the wall, and they really they played, they looked for the first time in this series really like a legitimate playoff team. 
Yeah, they did. And, and look, I think they put up a good fight on, on Thursday night in game three. And, and the thought was, well, maybe that was the best fight it, that they had. It turns out it wasn't. I mean, they played better today than they did even on Thursday. Part of that, maybe the Warriors, uh, oh, I don't want to say letting up a bit, but, but just not as buttoned up. Uh, as they were in the first three games of this series. But but part of that, too, is they didn't make shots the way that they did in, in the first uh, three games of this series, and that flipped a little bit, and it allowed the, the Nuggets a pathway to to win this game. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. We're going to be with you until 6 o'clock here, so for the next two hours on 95.7 The Game, extended post-game coverage. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason will hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from uh, a number of the Warriors players downstairs here inside Ball Arena in Denver as they come available. But uh, we definitely want to get to your text messages and your phone calls, 888-957-9570. And, uh, Whitey, why don't, we just, why don't we just dive right into yes. it? You said there were already a couple on the board. Yeah. Let's let's start with Dave and Alameda here, right up right up first and out of the shoot on, on Warriors wrap-up. What's going on, Dave? Hey, hey great show, great show. Uh, you know, I think the Joker uh, led everything off with his offense today, uh, his leadership. He did a great job. I was, I was kind of disappointed in Jordan Poole and his uh, turnovers. I thought he kind of messed up our offense. Uh, you know, other than that, I thought we played a pretty good game. I think, like uh, John Wooden says, don't confuse activity for achievement because we probably should have lost that game before, last uh, game three. So uh, I think it should be 2-2. I think the Warriors can close it out. Uh, you guys have a great show. Dallas blew a chance to win a game last night, and have a nice weekend. Bye. Yep, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Dave's line open. If he if he mentioned Jay Kidd, it was going to be an instant uh, disqualification. <laughs> he he kind of got it in there, uh, but but didn't get it in there. Uh, yeah, look, uh, you could make a case the Nuggets had a chance to win, and, and the Warriors could have lost game three. They, the Warriors played a lot better overall on Thursday night and the Nuggets were kind of hanging with them and, and hanging in the game, but never, ever really able to separate. Uh, this was just a, a different story. I mean, you start early. The Warriors were humming. They were up 13-6 to six in, in this game, and it, it kind of had that early feel, Whitey, of, okay, maybe they are going to be able to put this thing away, but you had Klay Thompson picking up two fouls, and, and I felt in the early going as we kind of work our way through the game, the first real roadblock was – Clay picks up the two fouls. He has to go out. Steph Curry, who was you know, in the back working, uh, I think he was riding a bike or getting getting himself stretched out, doing some exercises, it got called in a couple of minutes early because of the foul. So Steph came sprinting mm-hmm. from down down by the uh, behind the bench area to to go into the game. And I, I thought the Warriors were in a really nice rhythm. Clay overall. Had a, had a really good shooting game, 7 of 11 from three-point range in this one. But that was the first sign of trouble for me, the, the two fouls there uh, and and Clay subbing out, Steph coming in. And it felt like for the entire first half, to me, Whitey, the Warriors were out of sync because the rotation got a little bit out of sync because of the foul trouble. You had the double technicals on the first play of the game, mm-hmm. Draymond, 
instigate like there were a couple things that were a little bit off but I think the early foul trouble was the first sign yeah that lead that you talked about the Warriors getting off to that 13-6 lead that seven point lead was the biggest lead they had all, all all game long after that it felt like an uphill climb and I thought it was interesting JD that you and I have been talking a lot here uh, on Warriors this week and I know people have been calling you and asking you about hey Kuminga when are we going to see Kuminga and I think you and I both said yesterday and last week you know they might use Kuminga when the offense is really bogged down and they need a jolt. And that's exactly what Steve Kerr did today. Uh, Kuminga played well. Steve Kerr said after the game, we'll probably hear him, said he played great. I just thought it was interesting that we were right. That is the role right now anyway for Jonathan Kuminga. It is, and, and things were out of whack, and, and, and Kaminga, I thought, was was a little over his skis for yeah. a couple of possessions, but it, was, it was, wasn't more than a couple of possessions. He settled in and, you know, quickly calmed down, and, and actually I, I was surprised that, that Kaminga wound up not playing at all in the second half. I, I, I thought he played well enough to maybe earn some second-half minutes, but Steve Kerr tried to, I think, close the game with, with his best players, his best five, as much as possible to give themselves a chance to, to steal this one. So 888-957-9570. Let's get uh, more phone calls here on 95.7 The Game. And let's, uh, let's go to Tim in North Carolina is up next. Hey, Tim. Tim. What's up, guys? What's going on, Tim? I, I just, I just, J.D., I guess I just want to say, like, if the strategy is, you know, no matter what, Jokic, we let him get his, we let him get his. And then when it comes down to crunch time, listen, it was the, the, the Nuggets played absolutely like the perfect, perfect game. Almost 50% from three, 58% from two. I mean, almost the perfect, perfect game. But we go up two, and then they go on a 7-0 run to close it out. And the way they close it out is by helping off Will Barton, who had three points, to give him a wide-open three in the corner with, I think it was either Poole or Curry helping off. And you know what? If the strategy is let Jokic get his, let him get his. I mean, I, I, I guess I just, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm super happy with where the Warriors are right now. I'm not going to freak out. At the end of the day, like I said, I think it was a perfect game played by the Nuggets. I mean, we missed enough free throws. Steph Curry missed enough to, where we could have been down a point um, when you look at the end of the game. I mean, it, so it was a lot of things that happened very uncharacteristically, but – the game wasn't won by Jokic. The game was won by Aaron Gordon. It was won by Monty Morris with 22. And you know what, Jay? If these guys beat you one-on-one and they just get numbers like James Harden in the old days one-on-one and they get it, okay, they get it. But if they beat you by you helping off and you not rotating and getting the way you got to get, then that's exactly what we don't want to happen. It's supposed to be Jokic beating you one-on-one, DeMarcus Cousins beating you one-on-one, and if he's uh, keeping these other guys out of it. And it just seems like, I don't know, I think we might have been a little bit ahead of ourselves. Like you said, the foul trouble. Clay Thompson was ready to drop about 40 or 50 the way mm-hmm. it was looking mm-hmm. before all hell broke loose with the foul trouble because he was rolling. Um, and he still looked like he ended up with a 30. I mean, so, um, you know, I, I'm not freaking out. I'm, I'm happy with the Warriors. I'm extremely happy. I'm happy with where they are for the season. I wasn't expecting them to be where they are right now. I'm one of those guys more realistic that – I didn't see this coming, uh, you know. So anything that they do past the first round is gravy to me. So I'm not losing it, even though I had a few drinks. I had to leave the house after this game was lost <laughs> to get away from everything. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I'm still happy with where they are. I just hate them see them lose like this when it's comp- when they come back, Jay. They up to 
and then seven uh, seven nothing run, and it just it's over just like that with all of the right. turnovers. And mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, we saw the turnovers when they were about to start fast break. They give it right back. Jordan Poole right. about to start a fast break, give up the, give up a turnover. You know, it was just ridiculous, man. So you know. And then, yeah, I don't know if y'all remember, it was a lineup out there a couple of times, guys, when it was like Bielisa, Iguodala. It was like four non-scores with one score. It, it just seemed really Yeah, Tim, weird. Tim, I'm going to jump in. Let's jump in. Great call. We appreciate the call. I'm going to jump in there uh, so we can keep it moving here, keep everybody uh, engaged in it. Yeah, was the Steph and then and then a couple of guys afraid to shoot and then a couple of guys that weren't having the, the best games tonight. But I think part of that was, Whitey, the rotation getting a little bit out of whack in terms of the timing because of the, the early foul trouble with Clay specifically, who did look like he was going to have uh, a monster game. And, and there were a lot of fouls, especially in the first half, but a lot of fouls uh, against the Warriors. And, and typically what turnovers and fouling too much are always things we talk about when the Warriors don't play well. And, and that was the case tonight, just kind of allowing the, the Nuggets to, to maintain momentum, I thought, in different stretches uh, because of the fact that, that there were just so many fouls. Yeah, if you look at the final numbers, they were pretty even. In fact, I think uh, the Warriors even shot more free throws than – well, actually, it was 32-36. Denver shot 36. That's pretty even. So, overall, you look at it and say, oh, that looks even. But in the first half – I think it was clear that the Warriors were being called a little tighter than Denver was, and it had a profound impact. I mean, the Clay's fourth foul at the end of the first half is like, wait, what? I mean, what was that? He still had a great game. Warriors still had a chance to win the game. They they could have won the game, but his foul trouble was a huge factor. I also want to say real quick, before we go back to the phones, I really do think you could make the case, I'm going to make the case now, that Steve Kerr and his staff were outcoached in this game. And by that, I don't mean that they did a terrible job. I just think that Michael Malone and his staff did a better job than the Warriors did, and I think that played a pivotal role in the final couple possessions of the game. It, well, Michael Malone calling the timeout and setting up the play for, for Barton, I yeah. mean, that, that, was, that mm-hmm. was excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, well executed. It was, it was, a, it was like he, he didn't want to get into a situation where they just ran the clock down, didn't get a good shot, and then the Warriors go down and walk it off on a three. It was almost as if he said, I'm taking my timeout, and we're going for it. It was almost like a team going for it on fourth and one as opposed to punting the ball back, right? It's yeah. like, no, we're going for it. We're going, we're, I'm calling timeout, <laughs> and we're going to run a play, and we're going to try to pick up the first down. It really had that kind of vibe. And if we don't, then and the shot misses, and they go down and beat us, then they go down and beat us, but, but we're not going to – we're not going to not get a good look and, and, and have the best opportunity to exploit something uh, in the closing seconds there. So I, I, I'm with you on that uh, 100%. I know Steve Kerr, and we will hear from, from the head coach here in, in just a couple of minutes, he said uh, among the many things that, that he wished he, he could have had the, the play call back with 33.5 to go, the lob that was broken up, uh, Otto Porter uh, what looking for Wiggins, and, and Austin Rivers broke it up. I thought Jokic even on that play – motion he did uh he knew it was coming they knew it was coming watch the lob exactly watch Mm -hmm. the lob and so i I think you know uh, it it became kind of a a predictable play in that situation where steve kerr said they wanted a two for one whitey yeah and just the fact that Jokic was off the floor on that play also that was a that was a smart move by by coach malone as well just because the warriors had been attacking him uh every possession 
888-957-9570, Let's uh, keep it rolling here with Jordan in San Francisco. Jordan's up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jordan. How you doing? Hey, so, uh, Good. I What's going on? That the key moment of, I said the key moment of this game, I think it was that turnover by Wiggins before the half when they um, could have had possession and ran the clock out and said, you turn it over and Denver scored two. Yeah, I know Clay and uh, Steph missed their free throws, but uh, what I would do if I was Kerr is I would put your best offensive lineup on the floor because that's basically what Minnesota's doing against Memphis, and it's working. Because nobody ever thought Minnesota could win two games against Memphis, and they could easily be up 3-1 if they didn't choke in that uh, game three. So, you know, as much as I... The Warriors like Looney and playing defense. There is no defense in this in these playoffs. You have to have scores. You have to have guys that can spread it out and give you production. And Looney's to me, he's just dead weight. Either put for a Porter in there, or put Kamanji and let him just go and just get all the you know like loose ball uh, layups. But otherwise, Looney gives you no offense. He might give you some fouls, but he gives you no offense, no rebounds. And maybe he's a screener, but I don't think Steph or a pool need Looney to do screens because they spread the floor so, you know, uh, easy that they can they can uh, make up whatever shot they want at any time. I just think that sometimes with the personnel that they have on the floor, it slows up their offense. Thanks for the call. 888-957-9570. As far as the lineup goes, Whitey, I, I think one thing I'll say right now for the first time, I think Steph Curry's going to be starting on Wednesday in, in Game 5. I think, and you know, I was listening a little bit downstairs here to both coach press conferences before I had to come back up as we were getting ready to start the show, and one thing Michael Malone had, had uh singled out was the the, the bench play of, of the Nuggets in this one. And I thought DeMarcus Cousins mm -hmm. really, really hurt the Warriors. And he has hurt the Warriors at, at, at stretches when Jokic has been off the floor in this series. You saw Steve Kerr go small with Iguodala basically at center there for a stretch. And and Cousins punished him three straight plays. Got, a, got an easy bucket, got fouled for two free throws, and then hit a turnaround jumper all on Iguodala. I thought that was another one of those coaching moves where Michael Malone gets credit because they, they basically went – five down uh three straight plays okay you want to put a good all on on cousins then cu we're going to go get six points and and they were able to do that uh, on consecutive possessions i that leads me to what i was going to say about the lineup i think curry's back in on wednesday because the warriors want to end this thing and not have to come back here for a, a game six on on friday i think curry goes back in I think Looney comes out of the starting lineup, and I think Looney gets used now as essentially the backup center to where maybe he gets some minutes on Jokic here and there, but he also maybe comes in and gets some minutes on DeMarcus Cousins a little bit too. Yeah, I agree. And, and Wiggins, by the way, had a good game, and it was nice to see when the offense had been sputtering that Wiggins uh, contributed uh, offensively. Draymond even had 13. Um, I, I think there's some benefit in this game, and I think Steve Kerr may have, may have spoke this after the game. We talked about it yesterday. Obviously, you wish you'd won the game and wrapped it up and you're on to the next series, but playing a game like this in the playoffs where everything doesn't go your way and all the shots don't go in, potentially there's some benefit going through that now in this series. Having gone through that, you know, you're probably going to have some tougher games in the next round and hopefully beyond. So 
yeah, this was a tough one today and you wish you'd wrapped it up. But I think there is some benefit to going through a game like this where everything's not quite as easy as it had been in the first three games. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's, uh, let's keep it rolling with Dre. Dre and Lamore. What's going on, Dre? A good point, Whitey. Things ain't that easy. You can't always sweep a series. J.D. told me that after the last game, I thought Denver would roll, roll over, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They did not. It was a good point on your part, J.D. And um, Denver, hey, they showed they got grit. But as you just mentioned, I do think Curry's going to start. I think the game will be, if they even if they put a ridiculous number at 14, Warriors are going to cover. Thank, thanks, Dre. Appreciate it. How about that? Uh, 14? Yeah. Wow. Look, here's the thing. I, I didn't think a Michael Malone coach team was going to lay down. I think Jokic has got too much pride to, to, to not lay down, and he's just too good, frankly. Like, he's just going to be a factor, and he was a factor in both of these games in, in Denver in, in a big-time way. And I do think, you know, we, we can go back and forth about the Nuggets' overall talent, and they are missing their second and third best players and all of that, and, and they do have some players that – that are, are probably playing more minutes and in starting roles that, that should be coming off the bench and the like. But they do have they do have NBA players. Like Monte Morris is a good NBA player. Uh, you know, it, they, they, Will Barton is a good player. Uh, so it, I, I didn't and, and they're they do have some grit to their game to where they may have been at times physically overmatched by the Warriors, certainly skill wise overmatched by the Warriors. But I, I just did not see them laying down. I did think the Warriors were going to win today. And it looked like they were going to have an opportunity to steal it. And my goodness, would that have been a, a thievery had the Warriors won this game? Yep. And it looked for a minute like they were going to. But uh, but the Nuggets flat out, I mean, let's be honest, deserve to win. Like, did you play a winning game or a losing game, right? It's the old question. Like, to me, the Nuggets played closer to a winning game today than the Warriors did. And for it to turn out that way was probably the appropriate outcome yeah that's true but i know dave and alameda earlier said you know the warriors they should have lost the last game and then be 2-2 that cuts both ways because the warriors could have won today so that's neither here nor there Jokic, you're right we know that Jokic is a great player i did think today early on the officials established that when Jokic gets the ball in the post we're gonna let him do whatever he wants you're just gonna have to deal with it we may call a foul on you we ain't calling anything on him he's gonna spin he's gonna juggle the ball he's gonna roll you over knock you over you, that's just the way it's gonna be today um but I did think that the guy who set the tone for them he wasn't their second best player today but Aaron Gordon to me set the tone for the victory today uh Monte Morris had a great game but Aaron Gordon hustled he played really hard and uh, what he did defensively on pool going out garden Jordan uh, Guarding Jordan Poole, I thought that really set the tone for that Denver win today. Yeah, and, and look, he scored 21 points. Yeah. And, and, yeah, you can talk about the subtle things, but he had 21 points, and the Nuggets, you know, from their point of view, need uh, – they need that. They had five and double figures today, which is something that hasn't hasn't been the case uh, with Jokic and, and Morris. I mean, Morris had five three-pointers in the third quarter. He was five for five in mm-hmm. the third quarter from three – and, and that uh, helped the Nuggets keep the lead, even though the Warriors won the third quarter, wild third quarter, 37-35. Let's get Faith. Faith is next here on 95.7 The Game. Faith, are you on the radio? Faith, Hello? Faith are you there? No? Have no Joe, faith. You, Joe, got, you must Joe keep the faith. And, Joe, 
We didn't have faith, Joe but you got to keep Francisco. the faith. Hello, Joe. You can count on me, guys. You can have faith in me. Thank you. So um, this is a weird game. I think if you went going in that if you said Wiggins is going to get 20, um, Dre's going to get north of 10, and Clay's going to get 30, this is like a going-away win. But the thing that I thought was interesting is the guys who have been really reliable throughout the year, Porter, Peyton, Belisa, whatever, those guys were like, they think it's combined less than five points or something like that. So this was funky. Um, they also missed a bunch of free throws. I think they were like cruising in the beginning, I, but I don't want to get this twisted. I think they're going to close this out. I think they have some things to work on. But uh, I think all in all, it was just kind of a funky, weird game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And and you look at, at the, the bench scoring, and look, Curry – was technically coming off the bench, but if you if you take away Curry's thirty three off the bench, the Warriors had ten points off the bench tonight, and and nine of them were from Kaminga. So you're spot on, Joe, as far as the the Porton, uh, Porter, Payton, Bielitsa, Iguodala. Uh, Porter had one point. Payton, Bielitsa, and Iguodala were all scoreless, and Kaminga did pitch in nine again after a little bit of a slow start. So you factor out Curry and you run through it. And it was thirty-five to ten in favor of the of the Nuggets uh, in in terms of the bench points, Whitey. Yeah, well, we know that it um, traditionally, historically, is tougher for your bench players to perform well uh, on the road. That said, I want to make a point about the officiating. Somebody on the Xfinity Mobile text line makes a point here: officiating not good today. Two challenges, two overturned, affected the game. After watching the oddly officiated game last night between Minnesota and Memphis then watching today I know JD you and I have talked in the past about the challenges at the very least in the future they got to do a deal where if you challenge if you're the coach and you make a challenge and you're successful you keep your challenge because it's ridiculous now you see guys using their challenge and they're right and then later on oh they don't have their challenge why not? You know, there have been some strange calls, and they're so important in the uh, playoffs here. I'll just leave it there and move on. I'd love to see that starting next year, at least in the playoffs. If you challenge a call and you're right, you get to keep your challenge until you're wrong on one. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I, 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 would, definitely, I would definitely be okay with that. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. It is Warriors wrap-up. An extended edition here as I come to you live from Denver uh, the Warriors lose game four, 126 to 121 to the series now. Heads back to San Francisco. Warriors up 3-1, looking to close it out on Wednesday. And, you know, anytime, anytime you're the team with the home court advantage, you want to win the first two, split on the road, and then come back and hopefully close it out in five. That still is and goes down as, as a short series. Uh, and I think, you know, look, the Warriors – it's not all going to be roses every, every single playoff game. It, it's just not. Like, this team was not going to go 16-0 and or, 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 you know, win, lose one game in, in, in each series and, and roll to the championship. There are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be games where maybe they don't play well. And, and tonight, or this afternoon, rather, was, was one of those games. Yeah, let me just be the devil's advocate here. No team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit to win an NBA playoff series. However, it's not 3-0 anymore. It's 3-1, and we know what Denver did in the bubble. 
is a stretch. I know, J.D., I don't think the Nuggets can play with the Warriors. But down 3-1, we saw them in the bubble come from a 3-1 deficit twice uh, to win a series. So at the very least, we know that the Warriors are going to take the Nuggets very seriously when the series resumes Wednesday in San Francisco. I'd be very stunned, though, if the Warriors don't wrap it up with authority uh, in Game 5. All right, let's get Robin in San Francisco, 888-957-9570. Hey, Robin. Hey, guys. Can, uh, you think Warrior fans will now stop this uh, lineup nickname stuff? Um, <laughs> so I think that I don't have anything clever to say, but I will say this, that the defense, they have to be better defensively. I think I – I don't know if I said it to you, J.D., on another show, um, that, they, you, know, they, you know, to sustain – the level they were shooting at was crazy. Is it sustainable? Probably not. That means defense has to take over. And so there were a lot of whistles, which uh, interrupted the flow of the game. But honestly, they were fouling them. They were sloppy. The Warriors looked a little tired, and they looked a little frustrated. Um, also, I'd like to say that even though Curry had those points, he wasn't efficient. Um, and efficiency is part of the key. And and so also in this type of game, and, I, and I'm not going to go off to, but this is the type of game that you, I wish we had a player that could just go get us some buckets, and we would have won this game. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, appreciate it, Robin. Was, was Robin making a Kevin Durant reference there? Oh, uh, I think she's above that, right? She wouldn't do something like that, would she? Would she? I, I, would I don't. She? I don't think <laughs> so. I, I I don't think so. Look, the defense has not been there for the Warriors in these last two games in stretches they won the big moments in game three they I thought played worse defensively today overall but there were some big moments that it looked like maybe they were going to win or have an opportunity to win in the fourth quarter to to give themselves the the chance to win but then the Nuggets were able to come up with plays. The big three from Barton on on the the very well designed play. You know, Monte yeah, Morris, great play, uh, giving him the lead before that. Uh, and then you have you know, just Jokic kind of having his way, and and the Warriors being in foul trouble. The defense, though, overall the last two games, Whitey has not been where it where it needs to be. Has not been playoff. Uh, really caliber or championship caliber. Yeah, I think that's if they're going to really make a run of the championship, it's got to be better. That's where it's got to start. You made an interesting point a few moments ago, talking about Iguodala trying to guard DeMarcus. Uh, you know, I don't know how the Warriors thought they're going to get away with that. And Cousins was what he was three for three, and he just destroyed Iguodala. Iguodala ended up with five fouls. It was like, that doesn't work. So, I think sometimes the Warriors here in this series, perhaps in the next game and beyond, there's almost an arrogance to, well, this is, you know, we can get away with playing small. And that was just kind of a ridiculous matchup. Iguodala almost got stuffed into the basket himself a time or two. So they are going to have to make some adjustments there. And that also um, brings into question, you know, the the wisdom of starting that the lineup, the nickname lineup, I'll just call it that. I mean, you're going to be giving away some size with that lineup, too, which could be an issue if, as you say, and I think you're right, if that's the starting lineup in the next game. Let's go to Brad in Walnut Creek on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Brad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there scratching my head listening to some of the takes, and I, I'm just like, look, how many things had to go right for Denver to win today? I mean, Bones Highland hit, what, three threes in a row in the second quarter. Morris hit five threes in a row in the third quarter. I mean, can you bet the house that they're not going to do that again? Probably. And and they got – and Denver did get a home cook call 
as far as that went in the first half. And I think the Warriors were just at a mental lap. They were much more engaged in the second half than that showed. Uh, Clay getting into foul trouble, I mean, that's all part of the game. I think everybody just needs to chill. They're going to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. And the Warriors will absolutely close this game on on Wednesday. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, pre- appreciate it, Brad. I, I agree with that. I think, look, the Nuggets haven't been able to, to out-hit the Warriors from three. I, I think one game they had done it previously in uh, the the seven that had been played head-to-head going into today. And, you know, that's the other sort of rat on the table, Whitey. Fouling too much, turnovers at times, although the Nuggets had a ton of turnovers, which allowed the Warriors, I think, extra opportunities to, to steal the game late. But the Warriors were out hit from three. I mean, a big part of the Warriors' success these last few weeks leading into the playoffs in these first three games, you know, we come up with, hey, this guy played really well and it's platitudes for Peyton and Otto Porter Jr. was plus this and Poole's amazing. And the reality is it, it begins and ends sometimes with, and I hate to oversimplify it or sound like Mark Jackson, but it does be, it, you know, they made more threes than the Warriors did today. They, you know, they made 15, the Warriors made 12. And it wound up being a five-point game and a nine-point difference in in that respect. Yeah, Brad's right. I mean, I love Bones Highland. You look at the Warriors and their youngsters and how we hear, understandably, that, you know, they're probably not ready for these big moments. But you got some rookies in New Orleans and here a guy like Bones Highland in Denver playing, you know, major crunch time minutes in the playoffs and playing really well. That was remarkable. Brad's right. He's probably not going to do that again. He was making long threes. There was one moment, J.D., um, and I think it was when the Warriors cut it to 115-112. Jokic had the ball, and they stripped him. Draymond strips him. Clay comes up with it. Steph hits a three, and it's 115-112. When Steph made that shot, I thought, well, the Warriors are going to win this game. It just seemed like Denver was trying to hold them off, hold them off, and the Warriors just relentlessly kept chipping away, chipping away. And at that point in the game, I thought, all right, the Warriors right now, they're going to assert their dominance. But then Draymond fouled out shortly after that. Uh, the Nuggets did execute very well. But I really thought at that point, I thought, well, the Warriors are going to win this game. It, it did. And, and, and the, the significant contingent of Warrior fans, I do think there were more Warrior fans in the building today than, than there were on Thursday. I don't know that it quite got to that one-third marker that some of the Denver side had alerted me to and that, that they feared. But it was a really spirited crowd both ways. I, I was really impressed these last two games by by the Denver crowd they they were they yeah. were into it they were edgy it was a much more raucous and difficult environment that than I anticipated coming in here on, on Thursday they, they were they showed out really in in both of these games and 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 I think were felt uh, in both of these games by the Warriors which is another good thing to be able mm-hmm. to go through as you try and win a, a playoff series tough environments are great like if you're going to be playing in memphis or minnesota minnesota's look like the most electric environment in the whole playoffs to this point uh you know maybe phoenix down the line boston and milwaukee in a finals if you're going to go all the way you're going to have to get adjusted to that the the big three and nigadala and those guys looney have been through it the rest of this team has not so i, I think that's still overall a box checked by going through a pretty hostile uh, environment. It was it was fun. Th- these two games here were a lot of fun to, to watch, to be perfectly honest. You're right about Minnesota, the most electric, unpredictable um, atmosphere in the NBA right now. I mean, that team is one thing, and then you don't know who's going to wander out on the right. court at any given moment. But it was nice. Yeah, as an NBA fan, 
I know we had talked yesterday about, boy, you know, that this team, this series feels like it's over. Are Denver fans going to get behind their team? And they did. Uh, I didn't know they cared as much as they showed they do care today about the Nuggets. That was very nice to see, J.D. All right, let's get oh, Faith at third. Faith at third next on, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, hi, guys. How's it going? It's a great show. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. What I, what we, we're, not, we're not so surprised about how this game came out because Gordon came out and had to go Draymond, and, and, you know, and, and he did. He was intimidating. He was pushing. He was knocking them up. So he, he took them out of their, out of their, you know, out of their sequence of, you know, how to do things the warrior way. So I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised that they won. Help me understand, as long as I'm 73 years old, I've been watching basketball and sports for since the 50s. Help me understand why the great Steve Kerr took Porter out with seconds to go when the momentum was going that way. Why would you put uh, Javon in there and Porter? You know, I, I don't understand it. You had the momentum, to me, with Porter. Help me understand that play. Thank you. Uh, Whitey, what, it, it, this is the play on the on the three. Uh, what, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not certain the Barton which, three which play we're talking about exactly, but it sounds like it was an offense defense thing, JD. Yeah, off, uh, offense yeah. defense thing is is what I thought, and I'm going back through the I'm going back through the sub. Porter came in for Looney there. Looney, yeah, Looney came in for Porter on uh, with. Looney came in for Porter on the on the play where they the Nuggets set up the three the corner three for Will Barton. So you know, Looney came in for defense on he, that play. He also came in before I think Draymond fouled out, and then when Denver made the basket, uh, Morris scored to make a one twenty three one twenty one at thirty three and a half left. I believe that I, I want to mention that because um, the Warriors went box and one on Jokic. They ran a box yeah. and one with the and I think it was Looney. Uh, he was on Jokic. It didn't really work. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Doris Burke was talking about that. I don't know that I've ever seen that in the – well, you don't see many boxing ones, but rarely if you see one, do you see it? The one is on the center, J.D., so that was interesting no, as well. No, it, it was. And the other thing you don't always see, Whitey, is, is uh, if there's no uh, full-court pressure – a team throwing the ball to their center and just letting their center walk the ball up the court and yeah. initiate their yeah. offense, okay, which sure. the Nuggets, which which also was going on there, and the Nuggets do that uh, from from time to time, where it's hey, the guard, you know, sometimes the the guard will throw it into the big, you know, and the big uh-huh. will give it right back to the guard, or the guard will bring it up. Sometimes they just throw it to Jokic and he just brings it up. Yeah, why not? <laughs> because there's nobody on, because there's nobody on them, and they'll get into whatever they want to get into uh, from that point on. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's pause here. We'll come back. We will hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, but the phone lines are open. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. We're with you until 6 o'clock here. It's an extended edition of Warriors Wrap-Up. Warriors lose to the Nuggets, 126 to 121. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All thrown to Morris. Checked by Clay Thompson. He's got five fouls. Shot clock down to 10. Game clock at 18. Warriors down 123-121. Here comes Morris off a Jokic tag screen. Back to Jokic. Leaves his feet. Feeds Will Barton for a corner three. It's good. Timeout, Warriors. And they're down by five with 7.9 seconds remaining. Will Barton, his second three make of the night, and it is huge. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Huge indeed. That winds up being the final margin of victory, 126 to 121. The final Nuggets win this one over the Warriors as uh, they get their first win of the series 3-1 series advantage for Golden State though as the Warriors and Nuggets to play game five on Wednesday back at Chase Center uh, we're gonna hear from Steve Kerr in just a second Whitey Let, let's get the Undertaker in Stockton in here on the phone lines and uh, we'll we'll uh, play Kerr after that Undertaker you're on 95.7 the game what's going on man how you doing good all right man I'm just disappointed in my Golden State Warriors man I felt like we could have really beat it on the Denver Nuggets today, but we still have Game Five. What is the what is the outcome you think in Game Five? Do you think it'll be an easy win, or will this series go back to Denver in Game Six? I, I don't think we're, I don't think it's going back to Denver. No. I think the Warriors win um, again. I think there were so many anomalies in in this game compared to the other games of the series that I, I just I think it would be hard for for Denver in Chase Center to to replicate. The performance now. If you're telling me they're going to outshoot the Warriors from three again, then 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 maybe they're going to have a shot at that point. But even with that, and the foul trouble the Warriors were in, and the poor defense, it felt as you alluded to in the last segment, Whitey, like the Warriors were still going to win the game when yeah. Curry hit that mm-hmm. that long two. Yeah, I think um, I think best case scenario for Denver in the next game is they're you know mid third quarter and they're kind of on the fringe of being in it. You know who knows? But I, I just think. They really, today was like their last stand. And they know from what the coach has been saying and what we've all seen, they know they they can't beat this team in a series. Uh, They showed out today, fans did too, and they showed that they have pride in themselves. And I think at this point, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. They'll probably play halfway decently in the first half, but then once the ball starts rolling the Warrior way in the second half in the next game, I think the Warriors win this one going away. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media right after the ball game inside Ball Arena here in Denver. Uh, and here are his thoughts on what went right and what went wrong ultimately for the Warriors as they drop this one to the Nuggets. 
Yeah, I haven't seen the replay, but um, it's always an accumulation of fouls. And uh, so uh, him picking up his sixth, you know, was crucial. Obviously, he's, you know, one of the best players in the league, especially down the stretch of a playoff game on the road. With that said, we had our chances. Really proud of the guys for the effort. Um, You know, they really fought and gave themselves a chance. But I thought it started too late. We had a very poor first half between the fouling and the turnovers. I think we had 10 or 11 turnovers at halftime or maybe more. And uh, it took us a long time to get going. So we we didn't play our game tonight. And Denver played really well. And uh, they deserved to win. What what did you sense was causing the turnover? Was it some rushing or some? Too much dribbling. Way too much dribbling. um, And not just moving the ball on to the next guy and letting him make the play. And uh, and I thought we took some gambles that we didn't need to take. Uh, as well. But again, you know, second half, we, we didn't turn it over much. We, we took care of it. Uh, we played a lot smarter. We moved the ball. Um, but you can't expect to win a playoff game on the road um, only playing a, one good half. What did you think of John? JK did a great job. You know, we, we called on him because we were kind of stuck in mud and he came out there and, um, and did a really good job for us. You mentioned the following. You seem to have some success when you went to zone. You went to it again late. Mm-hmm. What did that do? What, how did that change the dynamic for you? You know, you just try to give a different look. You know, Jokic is so good that uh, you've got to change the look here and there and, uh, you know, hope that, um, you know, the changing speeds, changing uh, the look can uh, get you a couple stops. They seem to kind of stick out that law play. Was that the, like, you know, the number one option on that play? And I guess. I mean, we'll just take me through that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would like that play call back, frankly. Um, you know, we're, there's 33 seconds, so uh, we're thinking a two-for-one. If we get a two-for-one, then, uh, you know, we can tie the game and um, have a chance to win it at the end. So it's a good two-for-one situation, but uh, the lob wasn't there. And um, it, it's, you know, if, if I could do it over again, I'd probably uh, draw up something different. Uh, but they made a great defensive play, and I uh, give them credit. What do you think of the plays ability to manage? I mean, Four fouls, and then you're able to manage the foul situation. What do you think of his performance in this? Clay was great. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he um, picked up the two early ones, and that changed our rotation a little bit. And he picked up the fourth in the last, you know, point eight of the half, which was in, you know kind of infuriating. But uh, he managed to you know play through that in the second half, and Clay was fantastic. How would you evaluate Jordan's? Well, they were more physical with him tonight, for sure. And, um, you know, Gordon um, got into him, and um, that's to be expected at this point. Jordan has uh, made a name for himself around the league, and uh, he's played so well. Teams are going to start throwing a lot of stuff at him, including, you know, physicality and uh, trying to get under his skin a little bit. So good experience for Jordan. He's got to go through it to feel it, and uh, and then he'll respond in game five. 37 minutes for Steph. Is that a little bit higher than you were comfortable? or? I was perfectly comfortable with that. Yeah. That would, you know, uh, if he can play that much, you, know, you presume he should be able to be back in the starting line. You expect. Yeah, we'll talk about that the next next couple of days. Um, we play Wednesday, right? Yeah, so we'll have tomorrow off. Um, the team will have tomorrow off and then uh, practice Tuesday, and we'll kind of uh, regroup and figure out what we're going to do for Wednesday. You guys have been in a lot of these close it's great it's great experience tonight we needed that i felt like we got completely away from the game plan tonight in the first half because i think we were almost too 
anxious to win the series. And, um, you know, that's why all the fouls and turnovers, we, we got um, sort of taken or we took ourselves out of the game um, because we were too excited. And part of winning playoff basketball games on the road is executing, being poised, uh, understanding what's happening and sticking to the game plan. So uh, between the turnovers and the fouls, uh, the back cuts, uh, had more back cuts tonight than I think they did the entire series. Um, so... Like I said, we didn't deserve to win, but uh, now you take that, put it in your back pocket, and you've got it in the memory bank for uh, you know the next time we're in that situation. But um, the focus now goes to uh, you know heading home and uh, getting back in front of our fans. Uh, this is the situation you want in any playoff series when you're hosting. Sweep the first two, get one out of two on the road, and uh, go home with a chance to clinch. So we're right where we need to be. If you take step out of his 33 points, the bench only had a combined 10 points. Um, with Kaminga having nine of those, just how much more do you need to see from them to like contribute more? Every game is different, you know. Every game is different, and um, different things happen. Uh, you adjust accordingly, and um, our bench has been great all year. Tonight we got stuck in mud out there, so we made some changes and uh, changed the rotation up a little bit. But I'm I'm very confident in our bench. What was the thought process going quarter late after? Uh, floor spacing, you know, um, and, and intelligence. He's been around. He's played in a lot of playoff games. Um, you know, he knows what he's doing out there. And great screen setter. We knew we were going to set high screens on, on Jokic. And uh, Otto's, a, Otto's a, a, you know, really, really good basketball player. And uh, he's got size. And he, he made the most sense to close the game. How did you see that last play when Barton made that three from the corner? Obviously, it sort of collapsed. On yeah. Which you need to do, I'm sure. How did that sort of unfold in your eyes? Well, yes, uh, we collapsed on Jokic and uh, and then rotated, and he made the uh, the perfect pass. So it's what he does, and and Barton knocked it down. So give him credit. Yes, Steve. Uh, you know, Clay had the two early fouls. He started off really well before the two fouls, and he had to sit for a while. Then he came back, and it appeared he picked up exactly where he left off. You would think that might be a loss of rhythm. Just about his recovery and the way he played through the fouls and performed for you. Yeah, Clay was great. Um, you know, it's not the first time he's been in foul trouble. He's been through this before. He's been through everything. Uh, five trips to the finals, he's seen it all. So he uh, he kept his composure, and even after picking up his fourth, you know, we decided to start him in the uh, in the third quarter, just being down and knowing we needed to uh, to get into a good rhythm. And uh, Clay came through big time. He was fantastic. Yeah, the four fouls in the in the first half, uh, not great tonight, Whitey. Uh, Steve Kerr there talking about Draymond fouling out, uh, the nice game from Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, once that play call back on the lob, and uh, mm. we'll get into that coming up in the, in the next segment a little bit. And what happened to Jordan Poole as well? Uh, I think a lot of good things to get into here coming up as we uh, expand the coverage for another hour of Warriors wrap-up, Whitey. Yeah, I thought uh, Clay, and I think Akala referenced it already, he had that look like if he were able to play more minutes, he was going to go nuclear. You know, just one of those uh, 60 points against the Pacers or 37 and a quarter. He looked like he might have been capable of that type of night tonight if he was able to stay on the floor. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson live in Denver. We also have the shot of the game and the move of the game coming up between now and 6 o'clock. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 95.7 The Game. This is your time to cash in at Cash Creek Casino Resort. To rock and to roll over the hills and bluffs. Go all out or go all in with four stars and rising stars. 
Now we do more than ever, so you can do as much or as little as you want. It's your time to cash in at Cash Creek Casino Resort. Seven, seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. One, eight, seven, seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate, go to carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and maximum tax deduction. One, eight, seven, seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. one 877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. From the beginning, Meriwest Credit Union was created to provide a brighter financial future for you. We work hard for our members because they're our greatest strength. Meriwest worked for me when I needed an auto loan for my first car. When I need to make a mobile payment, Merrill West works for me. Put our premier savings account to work for you. Now paying up to 25 times the national average. Merrill West Credit Union, working for you today, tomorrow, together. He shoots, he scores! Winners don't wait in long lines or circle the parking lot. Bay Area, say hello to Popcorn, the winning app that gets you snacks, groceries, and essentials delivered straight to your door super fast. Download Popcorn and don't miss any game day action. Pop, and it's there. 24-7, 365. Take 50% off your first order with promo code GAME50. That's GAME50. Download the Popcorn app today and use promo code GAME50 for 50% off. Valid until 510 max, $50 per order. Visit Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill to see Signature Kitchen Suite's full line of luxury built in appliances from large capacity refrigerators to the most versatile ranges on the market that include everything from induction to gas to steam allowing you to prepare meals to perfection and now it's easier to build the kitchen of your dreams with the dream suite savings program with additional bonus rebates you can see all of the signature kitchen series appliances displayed beautifully in live working vignettes at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill or at Friedman'sAppliance.com. Doors and loading dock equipment are a crucial part of your business and one you probably don't think much about until they break. A broken door or dock leveler can be a real security threat, along with disturbing the flow of goods in your business. Luckily, RNS is here for all your commercial door, dock, and gate needs. From overhead doors and security shutters to fire-rated and personal doors, RNS can provide your business with safety and security. Call 800 Fix a Door to schedule a free estimate or visit rsdoors.com. RNS Doors. Look for the red truck. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Dealing with ED is difficult enough, but the pressure of not satisfying your partner makes it even worse. ED can be tough on a relationship, but at HIMSS, you can contact a medical provider online and, if appropriate, get the prescription medication that treats ED at affordable prices. HIMSS ED medication has the same active ingredients as Viagra, but because it's generic, you pay 90% less. That's right, 90% less. A whole month's supply is just $30, and it's sent right to your home for free in discreet packaging. HIMSS offers the same medication you'd get from your doctor, but without the copay, expensive appointments, or awkward face-to-face conversations. And with HIMSS, every online visit is free, and your relationship right back on track. 
For a free online consultation, go to 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. If you're looking for real news, News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. At News Nation, you get all sides. News Nation, news for all America. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find your television provider. Need to replace a boat window, refrigerator shelf, or patio tabletop? Tap Plastics has the plastic for your every need. Cut to the size you need it. Select the color, thickness, and size. Our knowledgeable trained staff will do the rest. Often while you wait, we turn your ideas into reality. For a store near you, go to tapplastics.com. Tap, tap, tap plastics. The fantastic plastic place. Tap. Can you make sure it is cleaned up? Restaurant Week has Sanjay's tables jam-packed. Somebody please refill the he needs more servers to keep these new customers coming back. Let's keep these tables turning as fast as possible, okay? Gonna need to hustle. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Check out Willard and Dips. Weekdays from 9 to noon on KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco on Odyssey Station. Presented by DuckDuckGo. Privacy Simplified. Who will take it right wing? Downstairs to Clay. Baseline turnaround up and good. 115-112. It's a one-possession game with 3:31 to go, and Denver wants time. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game. Ah, the many twists and turns mm. of Game Four of the first round of the playoffs as the Warriors wind up losing to the Nuggets, 126 to 121. Tim Roy, Tom Tolbert on the call, as heard here earlier on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason back with you for another hour extended postgame coverage on Warriors Wrap-Up. we got your shot of the game and move of the game coming up here between now and 6 o'clock. Uh, but a lot to get into as the Warriors now face a Game 5. Could have been six days off minimum to get ready for a second-round series, but now it's back to the Bay uh, as we speak, Warriors packing up and, and heading to the airport, so they'll be back tonight, taking tomorrow off, as you heard Steve Kerr say, Whitey, and then a practice day Tuesday where they're going to figure out 
what the lineup is going to look like for game number five on Wednesday night. Where do you think the Warriors go as far as the lineup? And, and, and how do you explain what happened to Jordan Poole, uh, his worst game tonight in, in weeks, frankly? In some ways, what happened to Jordan Poole today or what Denver did to him more accurately reminded me a little bit of what Minnesota did to Jaw last night. And they kind of shut him down by focusing on him so much defensively. And Steve Kerr talked about it. You just we, we just played it. Steve Kerr said, yeah, you know, Aaron Gordon got into him a little bit physically. And I also think that when Steve Kerr began his remarks and said we were dribbling too much, I think he was also talking about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was, was shut down there by Aaron Gordon, and, and he rather than passing out of that, and he probably recognized, okay, they're trying to get the ball out of my hands, so he tried to attack on the dribble, and it had a kind of a debilitating effect on the whole offense. I think the Warriors started – 7 of 21. So uh, I do think Steph's going to be starting. And I think based on what we saw from everyone else, I, I heard you on with Allen. I think I agree with you. I think Jordan Poole may be coming off the bench in the next game. I hope after a game like this, he doesn't think that's a demotion. Uh, it's not a demotion at all. Um, but, you know, that that old cliche, and it's I, it's really stupid. You know, the series of the start to the uh, uh, road team wins. Well, this we finally saw the Nuggets won. It's not it's not quite the same as the road team finally winning, but the series in a sense has started now that Denver has made it a series. So Denver made some moves today. Mike Malone made some moves, specifically Aaron Gordon uh, on Jordan Poole, and now we'll see what how the Warriors counter. It's not crucial. The next game for the Warriors isn't crucial as in uh, this series is up for grabs, but I think it is really significant and important to see. Okay, now that you've lost a game, Steve Kerr, what are you going to do next? It would have pure obvious that it's going to have something to do with that starting lineup Steph in the starting lineup and I, I'm with you and and maybe your view has changed since you've watched the game today I don't know but I think it's going to be Steph uh, in the starting lineup and I think we're going to see Jordan Poole coming off the bench in the next game I think the one thing for sure is is Steph's going to be in the starting lineup where I'm not sure and and I think maybe I have changed and, and I don't I don't totally know for sure uh, or really have a, a complete feel for it to be honest I, I thought before the game that, that this was going to be the last game one way or another that, that Steph came off the bench. Either you were going to win and go on to the next round and you were going to make the adjustment in the next round. And, and I thought in that particular scenario, it would be Poole going back to the bench. I'm not sure in a game five if the move is to send Poole back to the, back to the bench. I wonder if the move becomes take Looney off the floor at the beginning and start small and then use Looney as a backup center, and and at that point uh, have him deal maybe a little bit with Jokic, a little bit with Cousins, and then you you were just trying to end it basically with with what's been your your best lineup. So I, I've shifted a little bit now uh, my thinking on it, but I think the one thing I, that without a doubt is true is that Steph will be in the starting lineup on Wednesday night. I'll say this about Jordan Poole. Um, you know, I, I know there was so much focus on his huge numbers that obviously there's going to be focus now on he only it was only three for 10. Uh, he only had 11 points, but but that's OK. I appreciated and respected, admired, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for, um, how well he dealt with some unfortunate calls. He had one play today, J.D. I'm sure you remember he took a jump shot over Aaron Gordon and it went out of bounds and it was all, Aaron Gordon actually blocked it, got a piece of it. And Jordan Poole was appealing to the officials, like, hey, you know, he he hit it. And they said, no, it's a play on. And he just kind of shrugged. You know, that's very frustrating when you shoot what looks like an air ball and the guy blocked it. So 
I thought he kept his cool. I thought um, Aaron Gordon not only physically affected uh, Jordan Poole, but also he affected some of his decision-making early on, and I think that's where things started to get a little bit rough uh, for the for the Warrior offense early on. Do you feel that, that, that Jordan Poole would take it as a demotion if Steve Kerr made the switch after one bad game in the midst of bad look, a whole isn't lot it? of really good yeah. games? Yeah, it is a that's bad part look. Of what, that's another part of my thinking and, and parsing it out why I think he stays in and Looney's the guy that comes out. Now, maybe maybe the move, if you end the series on Wednesday night, is to bring Poole off the bench after you get a couple of days of practice with him coming off the bench. That that was sort of where I was going with it initially was that the Warriors would have time to get him the reps that he would need with the with the the rotation players that he would be playing with the most because that does alter some when – you, you essentially flip-flop those two in terms of not minutes because they're both playing a lot of minutes, but just the, the groupings that they're playing with. We saw because of the Clay Thompson fouls, a little different scenario, but because of the Clay Thompson fouls, the rotation got thrown out of whack, and it really kept the Warriors out of whack for the whole the whole first half. Yeah, I, I, it's obviously a sensitive sub- subject with, with Jordan Poole. Assuming that you're able to speak to him and explain to him what's going on, if he's like, okay, yeah, I get it, I still would start um, Looney, and I think they'd like to for the simple reason, J.D., that as you know, the, the Warriors, they love the job Draymond's doing on Jokic, but you can't have him on Jokic the whole game. He gets in foul trouble, and he wears down. It's a tough assignment for Draymond. He's really good at it. Steve Kerr just mentioned in the cut you played, we like to throw a lot of different looks. Draymond on Jokic is one of the looks, but it's not like they want to do that to Draymond his whole time on the floor. So I think starting with Looney on Jokic and then bringing Jordan Poole off the bench, especially if, as you have said, if that's what they're planning to do eventually anyway, then I think there's a perfect time to start it in the next game. I understand Jordan Poole, uh, you know, got to make sure he doesn't take it as a demotion. If he understands it and is okay with it, I, that's what I would do in the next game. But that, you know, that whatever the move is going to be, it's going to be something to do with Steph back in the starting lineup. The 510 checking in on the Xfinity Mobile text line saying, I would start Looney. They call it really tight at the beginning of the game. That that has been happening the last yeah. couple of games. A lot of fouls early. I know it was something you pointed out uh, on Saturday as we were talking about the game here on, on Thursday in game three. And, and yeah, that was it was really more of the same tonight and, and a big-time advantage for the Nuggets at, at the free throw line. Again, it, 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 they ended up only shooting four more free throws in the game. They made six more. But at times, there yeah. was a, a significant advantage, especially early in the Nuggets' favor. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, because if you look at the box score, it's like, well, if you showed somebody, it's like, well, it's pretty even. But anyone who watched the game knows there was a stretch here where re- things were really going against the Warriors, and they got into a, a hole because of that. And also, if you look at the, you know, the foul numbers are pretty even, but it seems like the Warriors' best players well, were getting called for more fouls than Denver's were. Well, and here, here's the deal as far as the, the free throws go in at the half. It was 18. The Nuggets had 23 attempts at the half, and the Warriors had 14. So the, And the Nuggets had a 10-point advantage at the free throw line. They had made 18 to the, to the Warriors' eight at that point. And really, it was the first quarter that was the difference. The, the Nuggets were 8 of 12 in the first quarter. The Warriors were just 1 for 2, and it was Otto Porter who went to the line and, and split the pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as free throws go, I know this isn't really what we're talking about, but I think one thing Warrior fans will always remember about this game, no matter what happens, 
and we fully expect the Warriors to win the next game, and then we'll see. They'll move on. Is Steph Curry missing all those free throws? Where Steph Curry, what you could see him today, and he's like, it's four. It's four I've missed. That is hard to believe that actually happened, J.D. I'm not saying it's a sign of any problem. Um, you know, it's just it's, it was really stunning to see that. Well, he misses the four on top of the other night where he missed two. Yeah. So you look at, I mean, he was six of eight in the game on Thursday night, game three. He's six of eight. He's 10 of 14. So he does go to the free throw line 14 times. But you look at it and it's it's 16 of 22 in two games. Like, when do you ever see Steph Curry 16 for 22 at, at the free throw line? I mean, that's that just is... It's stunning, and it and it makes you wonder. And I know we're going to hear from Steph a little bit later on, but but to think of Steph Curry at any point as a seventy-two percent free throw shooter is just I mean it's unfathomable in a way. Yeah, you'd think he could probably do that left-handed, right? Like he could shoot seventy yeah. percent left-handed. So, and he's the most surprised of anyone. You can see that uh, on his face. Ultimately, I don't know what kind of difference it made if it made any uh, in the game today, but it's just uh, one of the footnotes that I know I will always remember about this game that. I think a, a caller mentioned, and you said as well, and I agree, this is kind of a strange game today. Probably had something to do with that afternoon start time. 888-957-9570. Phone lines open. As we're with you until 6 o'clock here, J.D. and Whitey, as uh, I am coming to you from Ball Arena as they break everything down. They're starting to pull the floor up. The scoreboard is, is up in the rafters, and it uh, looks like – Looks like they're going to be getting back to a, a hockey configuration here at some point uh, in the next couple of hours. Uh, let's hear from Clay Thompson. Uh, real good ball game for Clay, minus the foul trouble. The foul trouble probably prevented him from having uh, perhaps a historic kind of a game mm -hmm. because it, he had that look, uh, but he did still finish with, with 32 points uh, in this one. And uh, here's a, a couple of minutes of Clay Thompson downstairs here in Denver. Greatly, and something we need to not do on Wednesday, um, especially at that rate. But that's on me. I started off the game with two quick fouls. I got to be smarter than that, especially my experience. Another opportunity at home, and it's not the end of the world. I mean, everyone would have loved to sweep, but the opportunity to close down in front of our fans is still special. Steve talked some of the following related to anxiety to finish off this series. Mm -hmm. Do you sense that all? I mean, when you're on the brink like this, mm -hmm. how does that affect the way you play? There's definitely um, nerves involved, and we could have been anxious at times, including myself, with some stupid fouls, maybe some quick shots. Luckily for us, it's the first of four, and we got a great opportunity here in a few days. What do you say to someone like Jordan doing obviously from Silver? If you guys test one months, and maybe have one of his you know, first tough performances on a big stage. Yeah, that's natural. I mean, as much as we love Jordan, average 29, 30 a game is really, really hard, but he can, he's still going to play a great efficiency and he's still going to be a huge part of what we do. But we all go through it. We all go through tough shooting nights or just not feeling like ourselves. That's just a part of the playoffs. And uh, the microscope might be a little bigger, but he's a very tough minded young man and he's going to bounce back Wednesday. How did you uh, manage to uh, navigate four fouls and just kind of keep your aggressiveness? Uh, it's not easy. You got to play with your hands back. You got to not give the officials a chance to call foul. So I just had to be mindful of the fact that I had four and five fouls and I'm much better out there, even when I'm just spacing the floor and gravitating defenders towards myself than being on the bench. That's never fun. You know, I've, I finished, I, got, I think the last playoff game I fouled out in was in 2013 and I don't want to do it again. How frustrating was that fourth heading in the half? Yeah, that was not very smart by me. I tried to pull a sneaky vet move by pulling River's arm, but 
I was too demonstrative with it and wasn't sly enough with it. So I'll learn from that and I'll be better in a couple of days. I was wondering if you took a moment during that crowd going crazy, you're back, you're back against the wall like you said before, take a moment to like Not really because big game of high stakes, but right now I will. I mean, it's kind of like lifting the seal off the basket for me and first time since 2019, that's really cool. I mean, still not satisfied. I need to play more all around game as far as sharing the ball, getting the free throw line, but as far as seeing my shot go in and getting good looks, that's a very, very positive note for the night. Beyond the obvious issues following causes and sending them the line and stuff, Steve mentioned it. It also affects your offense, doesn't it? In terms of you can't get the other court, yeah. you gotta get the rhythm, the flow you, you want. How much did that sort of spill over to the other side of the game? Oh, definitely. Um, we're the best when we're zipping the ball up and down the court. We're just moving side to side, and fortunately, the fouling and the stoppage of play tonight did allow us to reach our potential with that. So we'll be mindful of it Wednesday, and I'm sure we'll make the adjustment. Yeah, Clay, a lot of guys, sometimes when they get in foul trouble, it kind of throws them off their rhythm. How did you? How were you able to maintain your offensive rhythm despite foul trouble? Just trying to hunt for great shots, and I feel like I got a lot of good looks tonight. I had a freaking corner three to win it, and unfortunately it was short. So I'm not satisfied, but um, when you're in foul trouble, you just got to stay positive on the bench. You got to stay engaged because you got to be ready when your name's called and as far as staying engaged, shout out to Jonathan tonight. I mean, for a rookie to not play for the first three games, to come in, make the impact he did, speaks volumes of who he is as a player. Hey, Clay, I know you guys wanted to get the sweep and all, but how cool is it going to be if it's possible to get that, that win at home on Wednesday? Man, it's going to be great. We got to go with the attitude like, all right, it's a must win. We'd like to have some rest before the next series, and we would like to be able to not travel back to Denver. So we have to come in with the mindset that we have something to prove and it's a must win because a win by them, anything's possible. So we're, we're coming out guns blazing Wednesday. Yeah, you finish this thing off on Wednesday. It winds up not being that big of a deal that you necessarily had to play the game on Wednesday. Uh, but the one thing you don't want to do is take another L to where you lose Wednesday and then you're hopping right back on a plane on Thursday to play another game on Friday. And then there's the cumulative effect of, okay, you could be back in this building on Friday if that happens, and then maybe on to, on to Memphis for uh, a t quick turnaround in, in less than 48 hours to play a, a game one potentially on, on Sunday, a week from today. Uh, this is the portion of the series where it, it essentially starts going every other day after the two-day gap here between game four and game five. You don't want to have to be leaking oil uh, at a point where you have less of an opportunity to rest. I think you handle business Wednesday, you still get a couple of days to, to prep for whoever that next opponent is going to be, and, and, and all is fine, of course, assuming, Whitey, you don't sustain some kind of an injury from having to right. play the extra game. That's, that's always the danger and, and why you want to get a series over as quickly as you possibly can. All true. That said, J.D., you said that they were putting away the floor and the scoreboard and things for basketball there at uh, Ball Arena, I think you should be a good guy and tell them, hey, guys, put the cover on it. You're not going to need it for many, many months <laughs> now. You know, like when you put your uh, patio furniture away uh, in the fall, it's like, yeah, just, you know, lock it up, baby. We're not going to need it for a while. But uh, in all seriousness, I want to ask you about something that Clay referenced there, and I know Steve Kerr mentioned it. And honestly, this is something I don't think I've ever noticed about this Warrior team, but Kerr said it was a thing today, and, and Clay said, yeah, some nerves there over clinching and today on the telecast we heard Steve Kerr 
not only did we hear him, you know, talking to the media, but he was Mike today. We heard him in the huddle telling the team early on, I think it was after the first quarter, he said, we need to settle down. We smell blood and we're going for the kill, but it doesn't work like that. We kill by just executing over and over and over. So I, that wouldn't have dawned on me that that was a factor today for the Warriors' slow start, that they were somehow just tight or a little unfocused over clinching. Is that something that that you were aware of? Is that something that you've seen before with this team? Yeah, I, I, I think it, it really is a bigger statement just to the fact that it's a new team. This is a new team. And I thought, you know, Clay Thompson was was really relaxed and ready early. But the foul trouble took him out of his, his game. And Steph Curry wasn't starting, obviously. So he wasn't in the game until Clay was out of the game. And I think it was the first it was the first game of this this postseason where since the first game overall of, of the of the playoffs and I think the first game of every series is sweet but it's the first game that felt like it had some different stakes hmm. right like mm-hmm. if you win you do something and I think it's a it's a bigger tell though at just how this group as much as we want to talk about the championship pedigree and it's all true but this team 2021-22 Warriors this team is trying to do it for the first time and it, this is not Sometimes I think we do get lost in in the and fans do and I think we in the media do it sometimes we get lost or caught up in what the you know, thinking that this is automatically going to trend similarly to the way the 19 team did or the 18 team did or the 16 team did or the 15 team did and and I think that's where we have to stop ourselves and understand well yes many of the players are the same and these are championship players Hall of Fame players this group as a whole hasn't hasn't done it yet hasn't won a first race like they haven't made the playoffs the last two years uh and so there is a a relearning of the process i think of closing that that is a factor here what did you think of kaminga i know you and i i'm lucky enough to get to do warriors this week with you and we've been hearing people talking about kaminga for many weeks uh, understandably but specifically of late we hear about how come kaminga is not playing more they need to play him in the playoffs and then you and i as i referenced earlier you and i had said you know we think that when they play Kuminga on this team in the playoffs, it's going to be when the offense is kind of stuck in the mud, which is what happened today. And I know that he wasn't perfect, and he came out especially looking a little bit like games moving a little too fast for him. But I think he had an impact, and I think that was a really good sign. I think today he was far from perfect, but I think he played about as well as you could expect a 19-year-old to play in his first playoff game. I thought he was a little... I don't know, maybe nervous, tentative at at first, just unsure because he hadn't been out there in in any meaningful run uh, at any point. But I thought he shook it off quickly and he got to the free throw line. He missed his first two free throws. I thought, oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then he really settled in. He he really settled in and, you know, ended up scoring nine points, 11 minutes. And I I thought, you know, when he plays, it's going to be, all right, how's the first shift go? And if the first shift goes relatively well then you get a second shift and I I thought he although Steve Kerr didn't go to him I thought he played well enough to earn a couple of minutes in in the second half Uh, so I think that's something that uh, you know moving forward he talking about Steve Kerr maybe won't be as as reluctant to go to him in certain situations I thought Iguodala playing so poorly was part of it I also thought Bielitsa didn't have it for whatever reason and he essentially gave Kaminga I thought Bielitz's minutes initially and then Iguodala's minutes uh, as he went on in that, that 11-minute you know, full stretch that, that he played. Yeah, on the other side of the coin, 
tip of the cap to Wiggins. And I know you you had pointed out after the last game, if they hadn't won that game as poorly as he played, there would have been a lot of that, you know, revisiting that narrative of Wiggins. You're not there when, when you need him. Of course, he made the big shot. Today, it's going to be forgotten a little bit because they didn't win. But, you know, the offense was struggling, and he really contributed today. Uh, 9-16, only took three threes, made one of them. But he scored 20 points, uh, six rebounds. So he's playing really well. He's playing solidly. But it's really interesting when you look at this game and you go back to what Coach Michael Malone said after the last game. He talked about the Warriors' three-headed monster, and he did some research on mythology, and I think it's is it Cerebus, Cerebus, whatever. Anyway, so they got a three-headed monster there uh, with Clay and with Steph and with Jordan Poole, and we got to stop that. Well, the way they decided to try to stop the three-headed monster is going at Jordan Poole. And, you know, Steph didn't shoot great, but had a big game. Clay had a good game. But that really says a lot about Jordan Poole, that that's how right now if you're trying to derail the Warrior offense, you focus your defense on him. Today it worked. We'll see about the next game. Yeah, we'll see about the next game as the Warriors make adjustments. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Uh, before we pause, let's get to our move of the game, which is brought to you by Good Green Moving. Warriors down by 10. Curry behind the back to Draymond. Back to Curry, baseline drive, sees a lot of defenders. Gets it to Otto Porter Jr., back to Curry, finds Draymond in the middle of the zone. Goes up with a hook shot over Jokic, it's up and good. The hook? <laughs> I haven't seen that one from Draymond. Wow. A Spartan hook shot for Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond with the offensive game working tonight, uh, or this afternoon rather, 13 points for, for Draymond, 11 boards, 6 assists, and the, uh, the hook shot going back to the MSU days. Move of the game brought to you by Good Green Moving. Visit goodgreenmoving.com and download the free Good Green app today for your local and long-distance moving and storage needs. All right, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason will pause. We'll come back. One final segment, we're going to hear from Draymond Green and Steph Curry as well as the Warriors lose to the Nuggets 126-121. to Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jokic spins baseline, works on Looney. Double team, pass, deflected right through the hands of Jeff Green. Poole on the break, takes it middle, stops, they leave him open. He'll take the three, it's up and good for Jordan Poole. Here come the Dubs, timeout Denver, it's 74-67. Nuggets on top with 7.33 to go in the third. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. I think that encapsulates the way the game played out for the Warriors, uh, Whitey, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up here on 95-7. The game, 888-957-9570. Final segment for you as I am coming to you from Ball Arena in Denver. Whitey Gleason in our San Francisco studios. I think that that encapsulates it. The Warriors were always right there. They were always coming. Mm-hmm. It always felt like... In in many ways, they were going to steal the game, but they never could quite, other than the one Steph Curry jumper, get over the hump. And even when they did get over the hump in that sense, that wound up being the final final bucket of the night for, for, for the Warriors as they lose this one by five. But all afternoon long, it felt like, all right, the run is coming, the run is coming, when is the run going to come? And, and then they ultimately uh, send the, the Nuggets packing, and they just never quite could make enough plays to to fully secure it and one reason why they couldn't is because denver did we got to you know give them credit shooting 56 percent from the floor the nuggets did today they had 15 to 31 three so that had a lot to do with it the warriors were relentless and they got off to the slow start and they kept coming and coming and coming and making life a little uncomfortable for the nuggets but they responded especially when you know the game hung in the balance in the final minute. So I think the Warriors still feel great about everything, a little disappointing. They couldn't wrap it up, but we do, as we as we said at the, you know, when we tipped off the show, you have to give the Nuggets a great deal of credit today for showing up and showing that they are a, a legitimate playoff team and that they're a much better team than they appeared to be in the first three games of this series. Good for them. All right, a couple of text messages I wanted to get to uh, from the 707. We'll do this in a minute as it relates to the lob with 33.5 that was broken up. Otto Porter trying to find Andrew Wiggins, and Austin Rivers was able to, to break that up, and it wound up being a turnover, and then the Nuggets go down and they seal the game on a, on a three-pointer. Uh, a couple of great plays and sequences and, and coaching and, and all of that on the Nuggets side of things. Uh, I, I want to get into this text off of that in just a minute, but let's go ahead and hear from Steph Curry before we do that uh, as he addressed the loss and what the heck is going on with his free throw shooting as well as Steph missed four more from the free throw line in this one tonight, uh, 10 of 14. Here's uh, Steph Curry after the ball game. How much do you think fouling him? And that's kind of been the biggest talking point for those games. So. Yeah, it was tough because you look at it uh, on the stat sheet, they only had four more free throws, and they actually had four more fouls, but it's the type of fouls that we uh, committed that were kind of boneheaded, 
killed the momentum, especially when they were making, you know, a bunch of threes on top of, you know, bad fouls and free throws. It just, it's really hard to get over the hump. And uh, over the course of the game, you know, on the road with a team playing as desperate as they were, it, it leads to a tough night. So um, you can take the positives out of, you know, we know we can play better. We can take some stuff away from them, control the game a little bit better. And you know, that's what we want to do game five, finish out the series. But uh, nobody likes that that feeling. You missed four free throws tonight. I mean. Yeah, I missed free throws. I, I hate it. It's the worst feeling in the world because it's – what I what I do with it really well. The misses were all in and outs pretty much. So two front rims, two in and outs. So I know what to to correct on that, but I'm glad I got there, you know, fourteen times, which speaks to how I'm feeling physically, just trying to be aggressive. You played thirty seven minutes since your return. What have you thought about Yeah, I give everything I've been doing has been progressing in the right direction. Felt great to finish the second quarter and play the whole, you know, or sorry, finish the third quarter, play the whole fourth quarter, and not get fatigued at all. So my win was was solid. So I'm excited about uh, where I'm at and looking forward to the next game. Well, Martin, just wanted to end. It kind of looked like you were kind of caught in between about where, where you know, can you take me, take me through it on that play? We knew they were going to go to him, obviously, with Draymond out and Loon coming in. So we wanted to kind of load up. They ran a pick and roll. Got Jokic in the in the middle of the floor. Loon actually recovered pretty well and squared the ball up. And it's very similar to uh, the game winner Monte hit in the regular season, where we just gave too much help. Like if Jokic makes that over Loon, like you tip your hat and you say good shot and it's whatever. JP was in between pulling in on the uh, roll and didn't see Loon square up, which then makes me kind of react to help him and not know where that pass is going. And Jokic made the right play. I got there just a little bit late. And, you know, obviously, he made a tough shot. So the one adjustment you could have made is just kind of stay home because Loon made it back in front of him. And uh, it would have been a tough shot anyway. So we'll learn from that. 37 minutes would indicate he could start next game. I think I'm going to sit out the first 11 minutes and then play 37 minutes straight. <laughs> Next game, we'll see how see how that works. You said he thought some of the turnovers were tied to just anxiousness, eagerness to, to finish this off. How do you sort of manage that Wednesday? Because obviously there's probably a little more urgency Wednesday, wanting to finish it off or needing to finish it off. Just understanding how we create good shots. Like they made a couple of made one adjustment that uh, I could feel where in the first half they were trying to just send as much attention to ball screens and DHO, knowing who they wanted to rotate off of, and then forcing us to make that play. And you know sometimes, like you say, you want to force the issue a little bit, but you gotta let our offense work for us and and be who we are in terms of making just a simple pass and, and trusting that something good is gonna come out of it. So second half was better. And we were much more, you know, cohesive as a as a group in terms of creating good shots and taking care of the ball. But uh, we gave them way too much life in the first half. Seventeen point lead, forty to twenty three. Like their crowds into it. The fact that we had a lead with a minute and a half is just speaks to who we are. But it's kind of a, a miracle at that point. Steph Bones Island had a nice afternoon. Just curious what you think of his confidence being a rookie it seems like he just enjoys playing basketball and has, you know, fun. And obviously he deserved to have some fun with those three big shots that got him. Uh, got him a lot of separation and got him over the hump. <clears throat> got the crowd into it. We got to take that away.
Yeah, those three threes by Bones Highland saw the note during the game, Whitey. That was the first time in in 25 years uh, in, in the playoffs that a player had hit three three-pointers of, of more than 30 feet on each three-pointer in, in a single quarter. And, and he hit back-to-back-to-back to back to back three three-pointers that were all uh, over the 30-foot. I think it was a 30 and then a 33 and, and maybe two 33s. Uh, two other players have recorded three 30-footers even in a game, let alone a quarter, in the last 25 years. Uh, you want to name the two players? You want to you shot at the two players that have done it? Steph and Dame? Dame has done it twice, mm-hmm. and the only other player is Kevin Durant, wow. not Steph. That surprised me as well. Kevin Durant with multiple uh, 30-footers in a, in a playoff game over the last 25 wow. years. And Bones Highland hit three of them. So, yeah, that was a, that was a key sequence. Uh, and the Nuggets just had the answers in terms of the threes all night, and I completely agree with Steph. And the it is kind of a it was kind of a miracle that the Warriors had the lead. I mean, it really did look with the Warrior portion of the crowd going nuts, like yeah, they were going to walk out with a pretty handing a pretty demoralizing L and end of season to the to the Nuggets. I also heard Steph there when he talked about how we just needed to make the simple pass as an adjustment to how Denver was defending them. I, I could be wrong, but when, when Steve Kerr talked about we were over-dribbling and what Steph said there, I think they're both talking about Jordan Poole. And I don't think they're, like, you know, taking cheap shots at him, but I think it's just uh, I'm sure if that's the case, you know, they'll be looking at film and going over that. He just he hasn't faced this type of uh, focus defensively before. And Steve Kerr said he's going to see all kinds of things now, a lot of physicality. So uh, that worked. What Denver did today worked, and we'll see how the Warriors counter and – Maybe more importantly, we'll see whether, you know, Jordan Poole is still starting in the next game. So you've kind of gone from one side to the other because I heard you pregame, and you're certainly entitled to do this based on what you saw. But you think now you thought Jordan might be coming off the bench, but now you think he's likely to start. Right. I think Steph is starting for sure. I I would have said before if the series had ended today, I think Poole's going back to the bench. But because the series hasn't ended, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't necessarily I think I got you more. I think it's more apt now to have Looney come out and the Warriors just to start small push to end the series, knowing that you've got a couple of days off before you're going to have the next series, a minimum of three days. The Warriors would still have Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, before that next series would begin. So I think Curry's starting on Wednesday night no matter what. It's just more the question, does Poole come off the bench or or do they take Looney out of the starting lineup and play small for the jump? Uh, The 37 minutes, yeah, minutes restriction over. Uh, He went from uh, the minutes restriction being elevated to – pretty soon clear of it. I think today he was clear of it, right? Mm-hmm. The 37 ends yeah. it because that that's high end for him in the playoffs. And I thought the other interesting thing, Whitey, was uh, what he had to say about the Barton three that wound up being the, the dagger bucket, uh, similar with Jokic having the ball and, and Looney on him and giving a little bit too much help, similar to the game where Monte Morris hit yeah. the three on February the 16th, the chase to win that game the final night before the All-Star break. Yeah, I think in this case it's a little more understandable, um, right, because of the situation and Jokic with the ball there and, and Barton had made 1-3 uh, all game. It was And it was just a well-designed play, even the timing of it, where they call timeout, they only have 14 seconds left, and when uh, Monte Moore started the action, you know, and then you go to Jokic and then the pass in the corner. So to me, yeah, similar, that one was much more egregious with the game on the line. 
Um, I, I also, JD, I want to give credit to Steph and to Clay, and you just you know played their their post game comments. Some of the calls today, if you're a Warrior fan, I think you'd be justified in being a little upset about them. But you didn't hear any of that. I mean, Steph and Clay talked about we committed some dumb fouls. I mentioned earlier that foul they called on Clay at the end of the half. I thought, wow, that was kind of a ticky tack foul. What did Clay said? He said, yeah, I grabbed his arm and I didn't get away with it. So whether that's, that's how, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he should have been more veteran. Should <laughs> yeah. have been more yeah. should have been more subtle about how he did it. Yeah, so I give him credit. There wasn't a hint of, oh boy, I don't know about some of those calls. You look at what um uh Memphis their reaction last night and again, I think their reaction was justified, but that was refreshing to hear the Warriors own up to, yeah, we committed too many fouls. There wasn't a hint of, well, the officiating was a little questionable. So, I applaud them for that. All right, let's get to our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Porter sets the screen. Jokic defending. Gordon comes over to double. Curry now will take it far away. Takes a step back. Two. It's up and good for Curry from the left sideline. The Warriors lead 121 to 119. Wow. They haven't led since the 340 mark of the first. We've got a minute 15 to go. Yeah, Tim and Tom on the call there, and it looked like looked like it might mm-hmm. be night night for mm-hmm. the Nuggets uh, with Curry hitting that shot, but uh, not meant to be. Still, uh, crowd buzzing in here both ways, and uh, that was as loud. That was a uh, as loud as the Warriors contingent was. I think at any point in the in the two days, that's where it was jolting. Uh, how many? Uh, Warrior fans were here, but uh, spirited back and forth. And again, I thought the Nuggets fans really did show out uh, over these two games uh, in the last four days. So that's your shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. Final couple of minutes here, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Extended edition of Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. We'll hear from Draymond Green in a second. Whitey, I wanted to go back to the lob play again with 33.5 to go. And I saw this right as we started the show, and I, I retweeted it, but there was a breakdown at Half Court Hoops on Twitter had the breakdown of, and we discussed the fact that, that Jokic from the bench – uh, was pointing out lob, lob, lob. Over the, the, the top, Nuggets over clear- the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, the, yeah, exactly. And the Nuggets clearly had an idea of, of what was coming. And so there there was this breakdown uh, of it uh, via the, this uh, Twitter follow. And the breakdown of it is this is a, a, a play the Warriors have run and, and ran even against the Nuggets back in December – uh, late in a game where they were down by four and trying to get a bucket with almost exactly the same amount of time on the clock. And they actually got the ball to Wiggins for a dunk in about two seconds. And they ran it also against Indiana in a similar situation where they were trying to get a quick bucket. So the Nuggets clearly had done their research, not only in the game against them, but just the Warriors' tendencies to, to use that play. Again, two instances where... They used that play. Iguodala hit Wiggins to cut a four-point lead to a two-point lead with about 30 seconds to go. And it was Iguodala again who hit Wiggins against Indiana uh, in a game back on January the 20th when the Warriors, with a minute to go, were trying to score quick. They were down five and needed multiple possessions, and they got a quick two running that exact same play. It wasn't a terrible pass. I think a little better pass maybe would have worked. Uh, Rivers knew it was coming, made a great play. So it wasn't a horrible pass from Porter, but I think a better pass might have worked. There's also this. Somebody on the text line was uh, wondering, why do you do that there? That's something you do at the end of a, you know, a, of a quarter or half. But to the point you just made, J.D., 
the clock was part of this because with what 33.5 left, Warriors actually looking for a two for one there. So in, yep. in a sense, it was they wanted a quick basket. So yeah, it was something you do at the end of a quarter half, but also it was something they they did for it was supposed to be a quick hitter where you get a quick basket, then you know you're probably going to get another possession. Yeah, you wanted a quick bucket right there, and and at that point, if you if you get the quick bucket then you're hoping you can get a stop, and then you've got the ball at that yeah, point right. in, a, in a tie game, right? right? You, you right. want it to be one. You want it to be one uh, twenty-three to one twenty-three, and then you go get a stop with around seven or eight seconds, and then you run it down and try and walk it off at that point. So yeah, it was trying to get a quick hoop. If you, when you're running it in the closing two or three seconds or less than that, because it's the only shot you you can get, then everybody knows it's coming. I do think there's some. I think you know chicanery to it right you're, mm-hmm. you're hoping to catch the defense napping in that situation but the Warriors showed a tendency and the Nuggets to their credit they again, were all over were, it were, yeah. they were all over it and and the Warriors had run that play in similar situations a couple of different times including against the Nuggets uh, earlier this year all right before we get out of here Whitey let's hear a few minutes from Draymond Green uh, always fun uh, to hear Draymond win or lose uh, as he addresses the Warriors losing today and uh, still with a 3-1 advantage as, as they head home. How big of a challenge? Uh, huge. Um, we weren't able to get out in transition. They were at the free throw line all night playing against a set defense the whole time. That's hard for any team. So, you know, that's a big part of the game plan. I think we did a great job of it. First few games, terrible tonight, but came on the road one one. Go finish it at home. You're six, obviously. You know, Aaron Gordon got behind defense. I took a swipe at the ball. Call the file. Here's what it is. I mean, I don't really look at it as it's tough to close out a, a, a team more so than if you don't play the game the right way, if you don't follow the game plan, then you lose. Um, whether this was game one and we played this way or game four, which was a closeout game and we played this way, you're going to more than likely lose that game. So uh, we just got to play better. You know, this, this isn't the worst thing for us. You know, we get more reps together, more playoff-like reps together. So it isn't all bad. But, you know, like I said, we got to go home and take care of our business and close out the game and not come back to Denver. It seemed like every time you guys made a little run, you needed to stop. It's hard to get. How much of that was defense not playing the way it normally does or them, you know, being good? They obviously not down You know, you expect that last game. You know, we always talk about when you come home, uh, you know, your role players, they're going to play better. And... You know, Aaron Gordon had, what, 21 points? 10 for 13 from the line. You know, that, that slows us down. Monte Morris with 24 points. You know, those are it's tough to overcome that. You know, Bones Highland off the bench with 15 points. You know, so you start getting that many guys off and, and, you, and you give yourself a chance. And, you know, tonight they did that. Now, like I said, it's on us to come back, go, go home. And when you come on the road, the goal is to win one. We wanted to get greedy and win two. We didn't do that. You know, you go back home, take care of business, and move forward. We expect that I expect the atmosphere to be great. I expect it to be loud. Um, you know, like I said, we like you just said, we got an opportunity to go home and close a series. You want to do that. You don't want to mess around. They they got one game. It's a good team with MVP player on their team. They you know, they're not gonna just lay down. So they came out, they played well. Like I said, I expect our atmosphere to be loud. I expect guys to be bouncing off the wall. Um and you know, go out and take care of business. They hit 15 threes, and Steve said he got more backups than they had at all. 
Or is there just, was there just miscommunications in town? No, I, I think we definitely had a bunch of miscommunications. Um, overhelping at times when we shouldn't have, not helping enough when we should have. You got to give them some credit. Uh, they play with more force. They're, you know, they on both ends of the floor. So take this one on the chin, bounce back on Wednesday. We got to defend without fouling. And when you're playing against a team like this and you give up those back cuts, it, it allows guys to feel, get, gain confidence. And I think we did some of that early. They gain confidence. And once you get the team confident, then you got to deal with them. You know, so it's kind of the way tonight went for us. I thought he looked incredible. Uh, he played well. Um, <clears throat> it was great to see him ready once his number was called. You know, he brought energy, helped us gain our traction. And, you know, although we didn't cut the lead as much as we wanted to going into the third, into the half, we, we gained some traction and some footing. And we came out in the second half and we got off to a good run and they made their run. But I thought he played really well. Uh, he was ready for his opportunity. And that's all you can ask for from a guy is be ready when their number is called. And he was great. In your mind, like, what does Johnson need to do to stay on the floor longer? Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, ultimately, he's a rookie. And as a rookie, you have to gain the trust of a coach in the regular season. Then you have to gain trust again during the playoffs. And so uh, he has to gain more trust. And that's, you know, that's that comes with time. You know, you, you don't just, you're not just given trust. That's, that's something that you earn. And for him, he earned some trust today. You know, now you keep building on that. When your number's called again, you build on that again. But this, you know, this is a, this is a um, championship contending team. You just don't get minutes because you play well. No, you take advantage of your minutes that you do play, and then if your number's called again, you're ready. His number wasn't called again today, but he was ready. Uh, maybe his number's called again next game. But all you can do is work your minutes. And he worked his minutes tonight. That's all you can ask for. You got 37 minutes. Do you expect him to go back I'm not sure, you know, what, what that looks like. We'll see. I don't make that decision. So maybe he will be back in the starting lineup, maybe not. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, everyone struggles at times and you just got to continue to fight. But more importantly, do things on the floor that's going to help the team. You know, that's that's not always going to be shot making. Uh, for anybody, you make or miss shots. That's just, if you're absolutely incredible, you make one of every two. And so if you're absolutely amazing from the three-point line, you hit four of every 10. You're gonna miss shots, that's a given. What What are you gonna to do to help the team when you're not making shots? And I thought Steph was great. Um, you know, he was flying around, he brought great energy. And, you know, we always talk about the gravity that he pulls, um, you know, and the attention from the other team's defense. So I think for the young guys, you just got to understand that no matter what, whether shots are going in or not, there's something that you can do on the floor that can help the team. And, you know, Steph was a prime example of that tonight. A couple of things there uh, from Draymond Green. Uh, more reps together. That stood out to me, uh, trying to put a positive spin on playing an, an extra game. And there is the fine line between – the goal being split on the road, come back and end it. You obviously don't want to come back here for for another game, but I, I thought it was interesting that he tried to put the positive spin on Whitey of more playoff reps for this group to, to get a chance to, to work through things and that possibly it could be beneficial 
down the line. I'm buying that, and I'm buying the notion that it's good to go through a game where not everything goes your way because you're going to have games like that in the playoffs. I think the bottom line for the Warriors out of this game is it's not like they're looking around wondering what happened to us today. They know what happened. Uh, they had a bad first half. They had a really bad first quarter. Uh, they still nearly came back and won the game despite committing a lot of fouls, despite the fact that Jordan Poole got shut down. So I think, and you can hear it in their voices, they're disappointed they didn't win today, but they're still extremely confident in what's going to happen in the next game and then beyond that. And then the final thought, uh, and we spent a little time talking about Jonathan Kaminga, but I think the key point on, on Kaminga is what Draymond had to say, and that was the fact that, that he was ready. He was ready, you, you, and, and we knew at some point after not playing any meaningful minutes, he was going to be put in there in a, in a meaningful situation, and he was for the first time. Would he be ready? How would he handle it? And I think that's the, that's the key. He was ready for the opportunity when it presented himself, and, and that, I think, has to give Steve Kerr a lot of confidence that he could use him again either in that role or maybe use him again in a bigger role at some point down the line here in the playoffs. And I think in a way it validates the way they've handled Jonathan Kuminga. He deserves most of the credit, but the way they've brought him along and developed him and gotten him to a point where in this game where all of a sudden this is uh, you know these are major minutes you're playing now, he played well, so it shows that they've done a good job handling him, and most of all it shows that he's done a great job applying himself and learning the lessons that they've been teaching him all season long. Whitey, great stuff, my man, for the last two hours. It's been a lot of fun uh, over the weekend. Yesterday doing Warriors this week. We're back with that uh, on Saturday. So looking forward to that. And uh, thanks a lot for hanging out, man. Great to have you. Great to be doing a post game again here for the last couple hours with you. Absolutely. Safe travels, J.D. We'll see you soon. All right, sounds good. For Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling Bennett and Craig Valentino and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, long day for them, starting bright and early and getting everything rolling with Warriors Live this morning and then a full day of Warriors coverage all the way down until 6 o'clock tonight. So that'll do it for us as uh, we're back on Wednesday, Warriors Live, 5.30, as that'll be Damon and Ratto uh, at 5.30 as the Warriors and the Nuggets from Chase Center in Game 5, and then I will have Warriors wrap-up for you after that one. Look to close it out. All right, that'll do it. Warriors lose tonight in uh, Denver, 126-121. to 121. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Hit that legal. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.